Thank you for pressing play on A-Sides episode 132. I'm Andy, and for this episode, I teamed up with Brent as we dove into the second half of Aerosmith's career, their MTV comeback era. But when we sat down to record, we forgot one very special fact about this episode. It's our fourth anniversary episode. So I wanted to record a special message to say thank you to Brent for being my partner in this podcast, but also everybody that's been a guest over the last four years, many who have been featured multiple times, including Freddie Herrera, the guys in The Great Affairs, John Massalia, Shane Tassert, Liv Warfield, the list just goes on and on. And big thank you to you as well for listening, even if you've just listened to one episode or even five minutes of an episode and you turned us off. Thank you for being part of this podcast, and it's pretty amazing that we've been doing it for four years now. So thank you. Let's get into this episode, diving into Aerosmith. Look, it's rock and roll! And cue music. They rocked you in the 70s, they rolled you in the 80s, and they're back bigger and better than ever in the 90s. It's Aerosmith's greatest hits, 1990 to 1994. You get all their 90s hits, like Brian. I was crying when I met you. Now I'm dying to forget you. Crazy. And that's just the beginning. You'll also get crazy amazing. Ryan Crazy. Sweet emotion. Sweet emotion, I'm crying, you're crazy. Call 1-500-ARROW-ROCK. So, Joe, what do you think about our new Greatest Hits album? It's crazy amazing, man. been a while so there's probably been some music news some stuff to touch on aside from our current topic of the day yeah yeah i feel like there's too much to say because we haven't done one in a while but then at the same time i'm almost drawing a blank because there's too much well you bought a bunch of records i noticed you got taylor swift uh she's been oh the speak now thing yeah and i also pre-ordered 1989 oh nice i guess you could say i'm a thwifty yeah (laughs) oh Oh, that's something else. She's got her uh, tour coming out in the movie theater. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did see that. I'll probably be stuck taking the kids to that. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That's going to be weird. Like, I don't really want to go. I think it's cool, and I would have loved to have seen the tour, but I can't imagine how stupid that movie theater is going to be. It's just going to yeah. be like, everybody's going to stand up like it's a real concert or something. <laughs> and be like dancing and singing every word. It's going to just be so fucking brutal to have to endure. Like, yeah. Jesus Christ. Well, maybe if you go to one of the earlier shows, maybe uh, like a matinee, because I did take the kids to see something a month or so back, and it was like we were the only ones in the theater, and it was like a newer, like it had just come out. Hmm. It was like the newest Insidious movie when it first came out. Oh yeah, I've I've seen quite a few over at Morton. Yeah, a cinema, but it was like ten o'clock in the morning on a Sunday, so it was like yeah. all right, cool. I think everybody was there to see Barbie. Like going more off the rails, but I think you'd like the new Ninja Turtles. I've been wanting to see it, yeah. Yeah. But Harry was like, I don't want to go see that. Really? I'm like, kid, I'll punch you. Like he just, he thinks he's too cool for everything. Like if it's my idea, fuck me. Just fuck that. He doesn't want to do it, you know? So <laughs> unless, you know, it's a scary movie that he really has no business watching. And then I'd be like, hey, you want to watch this? Sure. Like I introduced him to Chucky. Oh, yeah. And... I've let him watch the first three, and he's like, well, when can we watch the next one? I was like, ah, maybe when you're like 16 or something. Like, it gets a little, the humor gets a little more vulgar from then on out. What and about the remake of Child's Play from, what, five years ago or yeah, something? I don't really like, remember. I don't remember. 
how vulgar or how bloody it was, but I remember kind of digging it. It, it was wasn't bad. Different. I thought yeah. it was like, yeah, it was unnecessary, but it wasn't bad. I mean, it was a new take on it and everything. Yeah. So they didn't try to make him anything like the original, which I thought was a better move. Yeah, it was like, what was it, Mark Hamill? I'll have to give it another chance. There's a Chucky series on TV, too. Yeah, but I've watched that, and that's like, no way in hell I let let him watch that. Oh, yeah. It's just, yeah, I don't, it's too much, I don't know. There's too much adult topics and whatnot, like. I thought it was on, like, Like, TV, but I guess it's um, I mean, yeah, it's on, like, FX, I think, maybe. So I watched the first season, and I was like, yeah, it was okay. It's honestly kind of stupid. I mean. It's kind of hard to beat that first one. Like two and three just progressively got a little sillier to where like yeah. then Bride of Chucky came out and it was just like totally not serious. Like just not even trying to be scary at yeah. that point. <laughs> but I thought it was fucking hysterical. I remember watching that in the theater and just I thought it was just so fucking funny. I loved it. Like I bought it on VHS <laughs> when it came out and watched it like a hundred times. So I guess the topic at hand, we'd already touched on the first half of Aerosmith's career. Yeah. Now we're venturing into, arguably, from a hardcore fan's standpoint, I would say, the lesser of the two eras, but then also, like, commercially, probably their biggest era. I mean, you got to figure back in the 90s, man, like, there was no band bigger than Aerosmith. I mean, Guns N' Roses, but they burned out. I mean, they only lasted through, what, 94, 95? which what the spaghetti, the spaghetti incident, incident but that was the, the end yeah like that didn't do shit and oh uh, yeah you're probably right aerosmith because personally for me growing up this is the era that i grew up with because right. there well, was me too, the yeah. mtv videos uh, there was what the it was like wayne's world 2 i think they were in that oh yeah and then you had also like they were just everywhere on mtv oh whenever. and get a grip came out like yeah, or those videos. There was just nothing bigger, and they were too. fucking nonstop. It was so it was just annoying after a while. <laughs> At first, it was like, "Oh, this is cool." Like I liked some of those songs. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, "Crying" I th- I still think is a good song, and the video was great because we all fucking loved Alicia Sil- Silverstone. I mean, oh, see, this everybody is right had a crush on her. We were talking about this last night. I said, well, I'm going to be talking with Brent about Aerosmith. She actually bet and said, you are more Liv Tyler. Because she's like, I think Liv Tyler is better than Alicia Silverstone. And she goes, I think Brent's going to side with me. And I was like, well, I think Alicia Silverstone. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe. I don't. I feel like back in the day, I really, I mean, they both were so fucking hot. I mean, now I would say, God, I don't know. I don't know. One or the other. Sometimes. I, I, I don't know. I'd have to. You got to choose between me or Kelly. That's what it is. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, um, I don't, man. I don't know. Back then, if we're saying 1994, Liv Tyler or Alicia Silverstone, um, oh, man, that's a tough one. It really is. I'm more of, <laughs> I am more of a brunette guy, though. I mean, so I would probably end up now, from my mindset now, I would probably go with Liv Tyler. Yeah, see, that's what Kelly said. Yeah, but... <laughs> At the time, honestly, every fucking guy was in love with Alicia Silverstone. I mean, Clueless was a total fucking chick flick, and I watched it a bunch of times. She was even in the Batman series, right. too. Well, so. she was in Batman and Robin, and that was terrible. Yeah. She actually, like, for a while there, she looks good now. I saw a recent picture of her or something not too long ago, and I was like, oh, wow, like, she bounced back. I feel like... But that's, you know, some chicks, like, they just look... They carry themselves really well at an older age to where they just, I think Jennifer Aniston's better looking now as a 50 year old than when she was on friends back when she was in her late twenties or whatever. Yeah. I just, I think that's cooler. Uh, all right. Well, sorry for getting this. Yeah. I don't know. Anyhow. Um, no, that's fine. We are talking about chicks, so I can dig it. Yeah. I guess this is actually kind of relevant, uh, to now too. Cause, uh, Aerosmith just started that piece out to her. Like, all last right. week. Yeah. Which I I hear that tickets are just insane, stupid yeah. for it, and it's like I'm not paying. I mean, I saw them twice already, so I'm glad. I'm happy for that. Like I don't need to see them again. You know, they were great when I saw them, but I mean, I look at the set list, and it's like really they've been, don't, always done a good job at like sprinkling in some obscure stuff. I don't I don't look at the set list and say, oh well, 
they're playing this, they're playing that. So I got to go because I feel like when I saw them the two times they, I mean, they played rats in the cellar one night. Yeah. You there said was just they were a thrown few, in a lot Yeah. They of like throw in cool shit. Like, stuff. so I always really kind of admired that about them. Yeah. It's like, if you're going to fucking make me sit through, don't want to miss a thing again, then at least give me rats <laughs> in the cellar or, you know, I did see Adam's apple was on the set list. That's pretty fucking cool. Like that's even like a deep cut for a deep cut, you know? (laughs) So that would be the one that would probably be the highlight for me if I saw him. But this era we're talking about today though, starts in 86 was done with mirrors, right? Um, I wrote down 85, but yeah, probably right. I was going to say 85 and then I thought, was it like, I felt like it was closer to permanent vacation, but then I guess not. Permanent Vacation was 88, right? Um, or was I it 87? 87 okay. That. See, I'm just a year off on everything. They did the, uh, 86 was probably the Run DMC. Right. Okay. Yeah. So this makes sense because now, yeah, the Run DMC thing and then I think uh, Pandora's Box. Did that come out before or after Permanent Vacation? I don't know. That was the box set, and then they like reshot the video. They did like an official video for Sweet Emotion. You said that was your entry point, right? Was it Pandora's box? Yeah, that was the first thing I ever got. I'm pretty sure I got it for Christmas. So this was, I mean, kind of technically the era that got me into them. Even though the first thing I ever owned was that box set of older stuff. But Done with Mirrors wasn't an album that I really heard until way later. Like I didn't have it back then, you know. I got it just, yeah, years after, like, Get a Grip and the big commercial success and yada, yada, yada. It was, like, one that I finally went back and was like, oh, fuck, this is cool, you know? Like, I just kind of – I don't think I even knew about it. Um, You know, that makes sense because it was uh, – didn't they go from, like, Columbia to Geffen? Right. So that would have been the last one through, like, Columbia. So when they really hit with the MTV stuff and they put out other compilations, like, big ones and stuff, they wouldn't have had... So Permanent Vacation wasn't on Columbia? I felt uh, like, I felt I think like Permanent it was, Vacation but... was Geffen. Okay. I was thinking that was the last one on Columbia, but I could be I could be totally fucking wrong because I usually am, so... No. <laughs> but we'll figure it out. I, I was just thinking of that big ones or whatever, and it's basically, mm. like, a compilation of just... The uh, permanent vacation, pump and get a grip. Right. Uh, speaking of a band that has like greatest hits or whatever, it's probably these guys have the most. I don't know if it's Motley Crue or Aerosmith. Oh, Aerosmith smokes Aerosmith. them. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because they just have a way longer career and more albums. And I mean, Motley Crue, you got to figure really their hits were all within like a ten year time span. Yeah. Like, I mean... Yeah, but still, that don't matter. They re-released something with a different cover or whatever. Yeah, Remember yeah. the, like, drawing thing? And then they re-released it with, like... I think it was, like, a photo with them. And then you got the Red, White, and Crew. So are you saying greatest hit compilations, actual releases of greatest hit compilations? Yeah, or something. It seems like, yeah, bands that just have compilations. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fuck, yeah. Motley probably does have more greatest hits than fucking Aerosmith. I thought you just meant, like, a number of hits. Oh, no, 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 like, no. Aerosmith I meant, like, definitely the, smokes. like, because Aerosmith had big ones. They had classics. I think they had – I bought The Essential. That was my first one was The Essentials. Yeah. Or something. But then – oh, man, I don't even know how you would count it. Because some of those bands, they all had the Millennium Collections. Oh, and they yeah, broke them into count, eras uh, and stuff. I don't think that's the band putting that out, though. Yeah. I think that's just, like – yeah, the record label. Somebody bought the rights to do that shit. I don't fucking know how all that works, but yeah. But anyways, well, like, do you want to start it off? Or? I can, I all can. Right. So speaking of, you know, I guess I was talking about done with mirrors and how I'd never even really listened to it till years after the fact. Yeah. And uh, I've really, I feel like that album is the opposite of a lot of their other albums from this era, in the sense that the more I listen to it the more I like it. Hmm. Whereas I feel like most of the other albums, <laughs> the more I listen to them, I'm just kind of like, eh, all right. I mean, I've, I've probably heard this enough. Or a lot of them go back to them. It's just like, fuck, I don't even know why I liked this 30 years ago, you know, or whatever. <laughs> and I mean, some of it I just can't even do anymore. So my first pick is My Fist, Your Face from Done With Mirrors. Oh, okay, cool. Got the old blue 
I think the reason for me, anyhow, that that album, that I feel the way I feel about that album, and saying that the more I listen to it, the more I like it. Like, it's just, it's more along the lines of the old school Aerosmith recipe. The guitars sound fucking great. So, like, even if the songs aren't as great as maybe some of the songs on any other classic album. Yeah, I mean, I think that just the, there's, Joe Perry, you know, and Brad Whitford, their guitar playing. There's that classic Aerosmith cool in there, and that makes that record cool to listen to. Like, even if the songs just aren't amazing from a songwriting standpoint and not necessarily as catchy as anything off Toys in the Attic or Rocks, like, it's just still, it sounds fucking great. Like, you crank that album, and it's, like, a great-sounding album. I think the guitars sound fucking great. Yeah, you like more of that raw kind of... Yeah, you know, it's solid. I can put it on, and I don't think there's really anything I hate, you know? So, and I just think My Fist, Your Face, it's, you know, it's just that. It's just a straightforward rock and roll song. That's it. Like, there's nothing too deep to talk about there. It's just a good, (laughs) solid rock and roll song, and that's, to me, with Aerosmith, that's about all you fucking need. I feel like you're going to have more of those picks, and I'm going to have more of the hooky Desmond Child picks, I think, with this list. I think that's the way it's going to go. So it's, huh. it's funny you started off with that direction. Well, now I'm just looking at the shelf full of hard liquor behind you, and I'm wondering how much of that I'm going to have to drink to get through your list. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait, though. Start it All off. Right. Give me your first Desmond Child pick. All right. Uh, well, it actually is a Desmond Child pick. Nice. I actually circled his name right on there. Mine is from Pump. I'll just start off by saying that I actually read this on Alice Cooper like fan page because Desmond Child really produced and had his hands all over Alice Cooper's album oh, yeah. Trash from the same era as Pump. I think they're both 89. Right. And Alice Cooper had heard Aerosmith on the radio, and he's like, well, I got to work with this guy because he seems to be like the new guy that's out there, you know, because he had Kiss songs, Bon Jovi songs, oh. Aerosmith songs. So to set the stage, mine is from Pump and it's What It Takes. You lost everything that was good in your life to the toss of the Sure, that's probably the most played out song from that album because you probably heard it on, I don't know, Rock 106. You know, it was like all all over radio. I still think it's a good song. You want to hear it, you know? It's not a bad song. It's obviously a really good song. I mean, it's just one of those things that when it comes on, I don't hate it, but I don't seek it out. Yeah. It's not what I go to Aerosmith for, even though I, I can say it's a good song. Yeah, I mean, I already made fun of Don't Want to Miss a Thing, but at the end of the day, it's a really good song. I mean, those are great lyrics. It's just that, to me, Aerosmith is a... Yeah, that's not really It's them, five guys though, yeah. with guitars, big-ass fucking amplifiers, and that's just what I go to it for, personally, you know? Yeah, so, like, I guess it's more, like, where I was going, is it's a Desmond Child song more right. than an Aerosmith song. Like, I feel like basically these Desmond Child songs are interchangeable. You could, it could be Alice Cooper or it could be, it could be Bon Jovi, but. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that could have easily been a Bon Jovi song. I mean, yeah, it's just basically never say goodbye. Oh yeah. Again. (laughs) Um, Although I noticed uh, going through it though and paying attention more to the lyrics and everything in the song. I don't know if it's intentional or not, but they do reference some other Aerosmith songs. Like, there's a line like, Before I met you, girl, I was F-I-N-E fine. And there's right. a song, F-I-N-E. Right. And then he said, yeah, but my heart's done time. And yeah. that was on permanent vacation. So maybe he's right. kind of doing a wink to some other songs. Yeah. So, I don't know. To me, that's made it stand out a little bit more. No, I, like I said, I don't, I don't hate on that song. Yeah. Oh, well, then maybe we should do this every time. Every time I have a Desmond Child song, we should do a shot. We'd be fucking hammered. We'd be (laughs) shit-faced. The wings are never going to hit the smoker. (laughs) Well, my number nine. So my number nine is off of Pump. Oh, all right. And it is the song Hoodoo Voodoo Medicine Man. I don't know why 
other than I think that I think between that album and uh, Permanent Vacation, there was a lot of kind of swampy, bluesy kind of stuff happening. Should I go or should I stay? Cause what we got ain't working anyway. I did my best, God knows I tried. I feel like I've been crucified. Why did you, why did you, why did you take it all away? And it was rock and roll and blues, and it was all the things that was Aerosmith, but just like a different version. Like, I don't know. Maybe Joe Perry was just getting into a lot of that shit. I don't know what caused it, but there's other songs from that era that, you know, I don't want to get into yet. Yeah. A bit this early in the list, but there was a lot of that going on. And also, I mean, there's a lyric where he says something about, you know, masturbating with a noose. <laughs> I figure if you can work that into a song, that's fucking gold, man. Like, I don't, I don't know how to pull that off, but... I don't, yeah, I don't know, man. It's just, it's a cool song because it's different. Like, it's just one, to me, that album has the few songs that really stand out to me that are just different from the other ones. I mean, that album gets a lot of hate because it has what it takes. Janie's yeah. got a gun. Love in an elevator, you know, yeah, they've been played to death. I mean, I don't want to harp on any of those songs too much now in case they're your pick, but I mean... You know, Janie's got a gun. I'm just going to close my eyes and not even look at you because I don't want you to give it away. But I could give a fuck to never hear that song again. Like, I absolutely do not want to fucking ever hear that song again. Not that it's a bad song. Yeah. It's a well-written song. But I think that one was the one that was so overplayed that I never want to fucking hear it again. But then, like, on the opposite end of things, like, Love in an Elevator was overplayed to fucking death as well. But I don't hate that song. I think maybe just because, like... I still enjoy hearing it because it is just a it's just a fucking rock and roll song with a really good hook. So, I mean, but, you know, I guess my back to my point, Pump gets a lot of fucking shit because of those songs being so big and overplayed. But I think that album has probably it's got a good mix of the ballads and then like rock stuff. Too. Well, I think the like, rock yeah. stuff, I think the deep cuts on that record are fucking killer. Yeah. I think that. You know, there's a couple maybe that aren't great. I can't just give my fucking whole yeah, list Yeah, because I'm not going to say shot. anything either because I yeah. feel like you're going to have a couple other ones on there. But I'll just say this. Sometimes we talk about what we drink on here oh, yeah. or try to tie it into a theme. I went to go get some beer before we recorded, and right outside of the liquor store, there was actually a sign that said, like, I guess what, the Voodoo Ranger uh a beer was on sale. Mm. And I was like, I know Brent is going to have the voodoo medicine, man. I was like, okay, voodoo, voodoo ranger, voodoo medicine, man. That'll tie into that. But then um, it wasn't cold. I couldn't find any of it in like the cooler. Works out. I'm kind of burned out so on then, that stuff, if I'm being honest. I just got a I, Sam Adams because I feel like that's Boston lager, Boston. Yeah, I feel like that was boys. the better choice. For some reason, I man, I think I just drank too much of the voodoo ranger shit. And I don't mean, like, I got drunk, threw it up, and can't ever stand the sight of it or smell of it again. Nothing like that. Like, I really liked it when it first came out, and then I feel like I drank it a lot to where now it's like... But what's that? Too much of a good thing, right? Well, they've also, like, I don't know. They have their own flavor. So I think just something about that kind of just didn't stick with me. I don't, I don't know. But... Also, now they have 40 fucking different flavors and stuff yeah. to where I'm just like, fuck, I just, I don't care anymore. When I want like an IPA, I just want a fucking IPA. Just give me a fucking IPA. <laughs> I don't want fucking juice mixed in it, okay? Like, oh, yeah, because there was one you got that you thought I'd like, like Juicifer or something. Yeah. Like that. It's just getting fucking ridiculous. Like, just give me a regular fucking stone IPA, and it is like one of the best goddamn IPAs on the market. Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Just regular ass Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Just give me that fucking shit. If there's a beer, if you made me decide, <laughs> if you came to me and said you can only drink one fucking beer the rest of your life, you can drink as many as you want, but you got to pick one beer and stick with it, it would probably be Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Hey, so so wait, it sounds like this. You're like, don't fuck with the classic. Just give me the classics. Don't give me Aerosmith with keyboards and horns. Give me Aerosmith maybe, with loud guitars. Maybe Don't fuck with a classic. Maybe that is where <laughs> I'm going with it, you know? <laughs> well, how about your number nine? 
It is one that I had never heard before until I started, you know, going through their stuff with a fine tooth comb. And I mentioned big ones earlier. I'd never listened to big ones before, but this is a bonus track on there. It was Walk on Water. Hmm. And I'm like, you know, I kind of dig this because it is like how I said, there's not a lot of keyboards or horns. Yeah. It's just a rock song. And then I found out it was written with Tommy Shaw and Jack Blades. And it's just like a fun rock song. They got some kind of double entendre lyrics, or they got kind of the sexed up lyrics. So, yeah, yeah, it's just a rock song. Yeah, I remember that song. I haven't listened to it in fucking years. Yeah. I don't really remember digging it too much. Didn't hate it. Yeah. It was just kind of one of those where it was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, like, maybe, maybe it's just because, like, I don't know. I was just kind of, like, trying to listen to everything, like... I think some of the other greatest hits have like extra songs, but they felt like they were just yeah, yeah, just like an extra shit. This actually felt like it was a right left off for some reason. Not terrible, just yeah, I don't know. Never spoke to me too much, but yeah. I'm glad somebody. There's got to be an Andy out there that gives those things a little bit extra attention. Yeah, I don't somebody's know. probably like, yeah, Andy. I mean, yeah, there's probably somebody <laughs> that's like, fuck it. yeah, I'm glad somebody else likes that, you know, but. Sometimes those bonus tracks are just fucking awesome, you know, yeah. and sometimes they're not. So it's not a Prince level bonus track, but well, some of his stuff, dude. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> there's some shit that you hear it and you go, "Well, okay, I can see why that didn't make the record." <laughs> so, I mean, about damn near that entire fucking what was it called? That album that came out a couple of years ago, "Coming to America." I don't know what the fuck it was called. Yeah. Something about America, and it was like, God, this is fucking not really very good no wonder he shelved it <laughs> motherfucker didn't want you to hear it respect his wishes he's fucking dead now you're just putting it out there i mean i bought the fucking amazon was blowing out the box set version and i bought it just to have it and it came yeah. with a really cool live dvd and shit and i was like well it's worth you know the 30 bucks for that but it was like yeah it was like a 70 80 box set marked down to like 30 bucks shit i was like well fuck i'll buy that you know yeah, why not? Still ain't that good, but <laughs> some of the bonus shit that came with it was worth, you know, the fucking money. But So I'm going to probably, maybe, surprise you and have a song off Get a Grip. Uh, take a Desmond Child shot? No. Oh. <laughs> I don't no. know if he was actually I don't on know. that album or not. Yeah, I don't know who did the co-writes on that. I mean, I just figure there's probably like... Just Desmond Child and Diane Warren and just yeah. all those. Just I, I so yeah, I don't know if there was I didn't read like the credits to figure out if they just wrote this one on their own or if there was a co write, but the opening track, Eat the Rich. I've always liked it. I can tell it's on your list. That's my number seven. Nice. So that ain't too far out. Yeah, I mean, it's a good good rock song. It's cheesy, Yeah. but it's like that kind of like charming cheesy to where it's like, yeah, I'm laughing at these stupid lyrics, but like it's okay because it's just, it's like a bad, scary movie that yeah. is supposed to be fucking bad, but it has that charm to it, you know? And I like, I mean, the riff's cool, you know? Bump, bump. Like, it's one of those songs you never forget the fucking riff. Like, you hear it, and I almost remember the fucking guitar melodies more than I remember the vocal melodies. That's something, too, where, like, some of these songs in this era, they don't sound like they could be, like, classic era songs. But that's the one that actually does that. It sounds like some kind of classic, dirty little. Yeah. Well, and the guitar is great on it, man. Yeah, like the two different parts, know. it's just great. You just got like the dan dan, and then the other part in the background going dig 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 whatever the fuck, yeah. and more like this kind of staccato thing going on. And I, I don't know, man. I yeah, it's it to me like that classic. song fucking jams, yeah. and then after that, that record is just like 
petering out constantly. <laughs> and there are a couple other rock songs on that album that I think are solid, but like that is the only one that made my list from that record. So, oh man, now you got that in my head. Um, and I like the little burp at the end. It's like real quick. But oh, it's it's so like a burp, fucking the... obnoxious. Yeah. But it's like. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, my number eight, Eat the Rich. Yeah. So how about you? Well, my number eight, I just changed it this morning. So I'm just going to say that that's why I was running late was because I took a song off and switched it out. Because I actually texted Kelly and I was like, man, I want to change my list. And she's like, well, why can't you? That's your list. Change yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I did because I was like, why don't I have this song on there? And I had, I'll just say, I had Living on the Edge on oh, here boy. because I like that thing where it stops and it's like, living on the edge and it kicks back in but boom i cut that out so my number eight instead is on pump and it's loving an elevator and i was like how could i not have this song on there Like, you know, listening to music or doing whatever. And I think of that line, kiss my sassafras yeah. or something. And I'm like, man, that's just kind of funny. I got to throw that on there. It's a cheesy-ass song lyrically, but it's fun. I mean, yeah. it's like, I'm not going to argue with it. Like, a lot of people will hate on it because they're like, oh, fucking Andy picking the goddamn typical single overplayed on yeah. MTV. Like, so what? I mean, that is a good song. Uh, when you get to Janie's Got a Gun, I'm going to totally berate you, but... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know it's on there? <laughs> oh, I just... I can't look at you when I talk about songs. <laughs> because it's like your face tells me just add that or you just fucking threw me off. You finally learned how to do that. Oh, no. Kelly's like, you look mischievous or something. Or you look up to no good or something. Like, I always have a face like that. So You do. Like So that's my number eight. Love and Well, elevator. I guess if that's your number eight, I'm going to move and on. And then my that. number seven was Eat the Rich. So yeah. maybe you got to... Uh, you got to do your seven. So, I mean, this is a weird one, and I put it on the list, I think, because when it came out, I still enjoy it when I hear it. It's not one that I go to a lot, but when it came out, I really liked it. And I wanted to buy that uh, Beavis and Butthead. It was like that CD they put out. It wasn't the uh, Do uh, America. The Beavis and Butthead experience. Yeah. So there was like the song Deuces Are Wild was like the leadoff single off that, and I actually was like, you know, even now I still dig that for like the hit era because it was a hit, but it was a short-lived hit. This didn't really last. Like yeah. I remember it being on the radio and hearing it, and I don't even remember. a. There might have been a music video for it, but I don't remember. But I can tell you have it as well. Damn, it's up there, huh? It's my number three. <laughs> I guess I do like the soundtrack shit. Well, I think the that compilation I think stuff. that song was cool because I think the verse is kind of like doing this thing and you're like what is this? Like the first time you hear it, you know, you're just kind of like what the fuck? This is going to be lame, but then it kind of boom, I love it, you know, and it just yeah. it shifts. It's like a really hard shift. Something that I don't know now that I'm thinking about it, I'm not sure. It almost sure. sounds like a dumb country song. I don't think there's something. another song that they have in their catalog that is really anything quite like this one. Yeah. It's just different, but in a good way. Not like some of the stupid different shit they did later where it was like, why are you doing this? Knock it off. <laughs> so, I mean, like Joe Perry's so cool. And you listen to some of the shit that came out on some of the later records. And I mean, it's like... Nobody just looked at Joe Perry and said, Joe, you, no, no, no. You know better. You're fucking, you're Joe fucking Perry. You're one of the <laughs> coolest motherfuckers on the planet. What the fuck is this? You know? <laughs> you know, it's like, I just want to, some songs I want to scold him. I don't give a fuck about the rest of the band. It's like, Steven Tyler's a fucking weirdo. Of course, he's just... Goddamn American Idol judge. Of course he's going to write just whatever dumb fuck song. Yeah, and I think he did have a whatever dumb fuck song. Yeah, like he's going to just do whatever. He's just chasing the fame. He's typical attention whore fucking lead singer. But Joe Perry, it's like, no, dude. Like, you're too fucking cool for this. So I just want to, like, sometimes 
I just want to show him one of his songs and just stick his nose in it like a dog that just took a shit on the fucking carpet. Like, <laughs> what did you do? What is that? What the fuck, Joe? Anyhow, I won't go t- too deep down into that. We're not going to talk about what we don't like. We're going to talk about our list and what we like. Keep this on a positive note. It's Sunday, for Christ's sake. Man, now I'm kind of actually... Usually you're the one that's, like, out of order. Cause then, But now I'm out of order because I had, like, my number three and my number seven. It's just because I went first. Yeah. It's whoever. So. If we line up on anything, the person that goes second just gets fucking all out of whack. Yeah. So, so then my number seven was Eat the Rich. So then what's your number six? So my number six is back to Done With Mirrors. Oh. Opening track... Originally from Joe Perry's solo project, I let the music do the talking. And I love both versions. I really love the Joe Perry stuff, but I will say there's a reason that Steven Tyler is Steven fucking Tyler, and he's the lead singer for Aerosmith, and there just is like an extra set of fucking balls in this version. And everybody could be, there's going to be people that are going to argue like, no, I like the Joe Perry Project version better. <laughs> like, fine, awesome, cool, whatever. But, I mean, I love that album. And I, I think that album's probably a stronger album than Done With Mirrors, if I'm being honest. But, and I don't even know why I'm saying that because I feel like there's a fucking million people that would agree with me. But, I don't know, dude. There's just like something about the Aerosmith version of this song that just fucking slams. There's like the secret ingredient. Yeah, in it, there is. There's a reason. I mean, yeah. Hey, these five fucking guys, they didn't, they didn't fucking write. They didn't put out toys in the attic being just like a bunch of dudes that aren't fucking Aerosmith that put out toys <laughs> in the attic. I don't, I have no really good analogy or yeah. anything there. It's just the magic that makes this band is in those five fucking guys. Yeah. And so it's like you take a great song that already was cool, written by one member, and it was on a solo record and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, it's really fucking good. But then you take the force that is Aerosmith, and they recut it, and it's like, Jesus, fuck. Yeah. Like, it should be a bigger hit than it really is. I mean, not everybody out there listening, buying their records is as fucking smart and cool as me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and I like the Desmond Child stuff. So, and then um, there's Andy. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, goddamn, on to your number six. Well, should we do a shot? So, for my number six, we got to take a shot because this is a Joe Perry Desmond Child song. It's on Permanent Vacation, and it's Hearts Done Time. I mean, that one shouldn't really count, even though it's a Desmond Child song. It's a cool song. So I'm just saying, like, yeah. it shouldn't count. It shouldn't count for having to do a shot. Oh, because it's still got Joe Perry. Because it's at it. least still cool. Like, yeah. yeah. See, I was expecting this to be one of them that I have to yell at Joe about. Joe, you took a shit on my carpet again. What the fuck? <laughs> but that ain't one. That's like a. All right. That's like that's like when Joe Perry shows up at the front door wagging his tail with a dead bird in his mouth. It's like, ah, oh, that ain't, you know, that thing was probably going to shit on my car. So I'm good with you killing it. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll just leave it there. Enough of the Desmond Child song. So, so what's your next? <laughs> so that was all you had to say about yeah. it. Well, my next one is also from permanent vacation. Oh, and it's the song St. John. Good choice. Yeah, I think I mentioned before, like, there was just some things between Permanent Vacation and Pump where I think that they did some different things, some stuff that was maybe inspired more from more soulful music. And I think, like, there, this was one example of one that worked. It was different, but it was just really cool. I, I don't know that anybody's ever said to me, like, oh, hey, my favorite song off Permanent Vacation, St. John. 
It wouldn't be me. No, I mean it's just it's a different it's a different song, and it's you know I think that I don't know I don't know how anybody feels about it. I've never heard anybody say they fucking hate it and it shouldn't be on the record. And then I don't is know. it your favorite? Do you have anything else from Permanent Vacation? My lips are sealed. Oh, okay. I'll just say this: there's something else from that record that I can't get out of my fucking head because I thought of that song and looked at the title for some reason and then like it won't get out of my fucking head ragdoll well i'm not gonna i'm not gonna give anything away but yes that's it (laughs) ragdoll's my number one no it's not i that song actually out of the singles on permanent vacation that is probably my least favorite that's probably the turd i don't know i i liked it as a kid but i don't need to hear it now it's it's the when I hear it, I think of those flappers like yeah. in the 20s dance. Dun, dun, da, 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 da. It is just a really like, <laughs> yeah, the melody feels very dumb and generic. Yeah. <laughs> Hot tramp. That's, that's all there is to the song. You could just say anything and follow it up with. How's that Sam Adams Oktoberfest? <laughs> oh, I feel like I just got really loud. Yeah. <laughs> like there's gonna be some uh there's gonna be some hardcore editing to be done. <laughs> it's cool though, it's worth it. I just actually I think that should blow everyone's eardrums out. That's where everybody quits. They're like, Yeah, I stopped listening to your podcast when, you know, Brent just did his whole like just screamed it five times into my ear holes i was deaf i couldn't hear my ears were ringing for a week didn't have much to say about that song for some reason so on to your number five my number five is not but it's actually even worse this is probably gonna get me thrown out of the house my number five so we've kind of stuck with i've stuck with what uh we've kind of went with the geffen uh, permanent vacation through the get a grip and you've kind of leaned uh, uh earlier towards uh done with mirrors well now i'm going after that later in the 90s to nine lives oh fuck me yeah falling in love is hard on the okay knees. i will say everybody hated this when it came out i feel like everybody was shitting on this song really hard i actually don't mind this song i dug it when it came out I bought the album because of that song, and it was Aerosmith, so I was going to buy it. And fuck, I hate that album. So I will say that is probably the only fucking thing you could say from that record that doesn't make me want to throw you out of my house. that cd when it came out and i was like 13 or something and i was at sam goody with my grandma at the mall and i really wanted this cd because it was like as we said aerosmith was the biggest band in the 90s and i was finally just getting into actually getting cds at the time and my grandma looked at the back and there was a song that had like bitch in the title like ain't that a bitch she's like no you can't get that because it's got bitch in the title and i'm like I was so like let down by that, but um, yeah, the rest of the album kind of sucks. So maybe yeah. my grandma kind of, uh, she kind of helped me out in a way. She's helped you know. save money, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, here's the deal: I'm not gonna sit here and pretend to be too cool for school. Like when Get a Grip came out, I did play the piss out of that fucking album. And so when Fall in Love is Hard on the Knees came out, I know a lot of people were like, "Man, that fucking song is dumb. It sucks." I liked it. I still don't mind that song. You know, it's not one I seek out. If it came on, I'd be like, fuck yeah, dude. I almost forgot about this one. This is cool, you know? But, man, the rest of that album, even at that time, I was like, fuck, what the fuck happened? (laughs) Like, I mean, Get a Grip is a goddamn fucking out-of-the-park Grand Slam home run next to this fucking album. Nine Lives just was not, I don't know. (laughs) I just, I got basically a lot to say and shit on about that album and every fucking album that came out after <laughs> other than the blues cover, the honking on Bobo. I fucking dug that, but that was, man, that might be it. 
Yeah. I ain't even their fucking songs, so of course it's cool. I think the one that I actually wanted that's a CD for was Pink, because I think that was on the radio oh, at the time. Oh, I hated that And I'm song. like, I listen to that now, and I'm like, why did I like that? It's terrible. Yeah. It's, it's just that's the one that you would put Joe Perry's nose in the... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, yeah. No, I hate that song. It's so bad. I hated it then. I mean, god damn it, man. Just Pink. Like, that's just, (laughs) might as well have been that. Well, at least I'm not getting thrown out of the house for this one. Because I like it. I I don't know. I like, there's a line, I major in love in all minor keys. I don't know. It's kind of like kind of jokey lyrics. It's a fun enough song. I think the arrangement is kind of cool. It's a little different the way it just kind of starts with a, you know, you're so bad, you're so bad, you're so bad. And then it has this kind of awkward build and then like it just instantly goes into a chorus. Yeah. It's like, fuck, it's, I think that's cool. It's structured weird, but cool. Yeah, no, it works. It's fucking, it's good. So this is going to be my number four. I feel like it's probably going to be the curveball. This is like the one that I, I, there's one song that I really fucking love that came out way later in their career. And I bought this album and fucking hell. I hated it. I was mad. I was more fucking pissed off when I bought this piece of shit than when I fucking bought nine lives. I actually think I know what you're going to say now. Just push play. That album is the biggest sack of fucking shit. I wanted to punch each member in the fucking face. I was mad. I remember buying it and driving home. I was married to my ex-wife, Skyla's mom at the time. And I remember buying it at like fucking Walmart or Target or somewhere. And I remember putting it in the CD player, driving home. And it was just like, what the actual fuck? I was so fucking mad. Like Just yeah. push play. <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean, there was just nothing. Nothing. Except... There was one fucking song that even at that time I didn't quite like it was it was okay, but I think I was lost in the fact that it didn't sound like Aerosmith to any fucking capacity. Like I don't I don't fucking even know what it was. It should have just been goddamn fucking in sync album, as far as I was concerned. But the song Beyond Beautiful. I really fucking love that song. more so over time hmm. to where it's just like i don't know man it it's cool like it's one song that was really like it was different i don't know it's got like a different vibe during the verse and then it kicks into the chorus that's kind of a big without just sitting here singing the song and mutilating it which i don't want to do i'll save that for all the i'll save that for all those fucking songs yeah i don't know it's just it's fucking cool man like the verses are cool the chorus is like a good big fucking hook that's just, you know, it's such a fucking shame it was on that album. Hmm. Like, God damn. I mean, fuck. I don't even have anything to say other than that. That's where I'm going to end it. I'm down to my top four, right? Right. And we know one of them is Deuces Are Wild because I already gave that away. That's my mm-hmm. number three. So I feel like these three picks that I have left – each time I say the title, I'm going to be like Jazzy Jeff on The Fresh Prince, where I just get thrown out of the door and your Uncle Phil throwing me out. <laughs> I'm scared He's of like, this. He's ah! like, <laughs> You know, getting thrown out. I can only imagine where this is going, and I'm scared to death. For <laughs> for you, but. Well, number four. Jenny got a gun. Dog did just begun. Everybody is on a run. Bow, bow, Jamie's got a gun. I knew that was coming. I don't know. That song is cool, and I feel like at the time when I was a kid, the video seemed cool. It didn't seem like some other videos where they're, you know, Bon Jovi with the with the crane camera and they're playing on stage or something. This seemed like a movie. And then even looking it up now, it was like David Fincher. That's a movie director. I think he directed yeah. this. It's a great-looking video. So it's got a cinematic quality to it, and the song... Has that same kind of almost, I feel like it's almost got like an epic kind of quality to it. And then there's even like a, 
like sound in it that sounds like from a horror movie. <laughs> like Psycho? Yeah, like Psycho or something. I don't know. I think this song's cool. It's got some cool stuff to it. I'm not going to argue whether it's a good song or not. It's just one of those songs that, man, it was so fucking overplayed. Yeah. I mean, it was really, really, really overplayed. So don't you almost feel like, I don't know, I'm going to go a weird place with it, but it's obviously about like a girl who was molested by her dad or stepdad or something, and she fucking yeah, so like kills him. Hand, like, daddy, don't brush my hair. Yeah, but then it's like, I know it's not the same thing, but I had this thought the other day thinking about that song, and I was like, was this like some kind of community service that Steven Tyler had to do because of like <laughs> like the 15-year-old that he like fucking – adopted or whatever to take on tour with him and clearly it was his just like, like apology song yeah it was like you know he clearly was a fucking pervert i mean who the fuck takes a 15 year old you're a grown-ass adult you got a 15 year old groupie mm-hmm. and you're banging her like that's fucked up man you know yeah so then like i thought yeah i don't was janie's got a gun just like his form of community service for that to like try to make up for <laughs> for what he did in his past, like man, you're getting a little deep than I thought. Like some motherfuckers, just they break some law, do something shady. They just got to go pick up trash on the fucking in the ditch. Steven Tyler just has to sing a song about you know the redemption of a girl getting you know revenge on a man who took advantage of her. So. Hmm. I don't, I don't know. know, man. I think it's the beer talking. I'm yeah. not sure if this is going to make sense to anyone else. Maybe. But I'm just saying, look, Steven, that was not fucking cool. Like, you, come on. We won't go to dark places like that, but well, I'm we a already father, have went I'm a father of daughters. Yeah. So even though I'm a complete scumbag sometimes, too, there's a such thing as too fucking far. So <laughs> that was too fucking far and not okay. But it was, you know, it was a different time. It was a different time. That's the excuse everybody uses. Yeah. Are we down to my number three? Well, my number four was Janie's Got a Gun. and Right, so yeah. So my number three, you mentioned briefly in talking about another song, but it's the song If I Any e Fine. Oh, yeah. To me, that was like, I think, when I bought Pump, the first song that really stood out to me. I don't know why. I just thought it was like the coolest fucking song on that album. Yeah, that's probably the most solid. I think that's the most solid album. There's just something about that song. Just, I mean, the lyrics are ridiculous. It's just fucking, I don't know. What's he say? Like, I got a, something about a Woody. Like, I don't remember how he (laughs) says it, but there's just some fucking lyrics in there that are so dumb. It's fun. And I just, I like the way it just, it's almost like a rap. I mean, it doesn't sound like a rap song. That's not what I'm saying. But it's like he's just spewing nonsense out and he almost just doesn't take a fucking breath. <laughs> you know? I mean, just the way that starts off with a, like the weird, like sound, like whatever noise he makes and just launches right in, you know? It's just ridiculous. Even the opening lyric hot wax dripping honey, what do you say? <laughs> I got a brand new record and I want to play. It's a ridiculous fucking song, but. I've just always loved that song, so that's my reason, and I'm sticking to it. Well, that's a good choice. Thank you. Thank you. I picked it myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I guess you've already said you're number three, so we're going on to number two. Do you just want me to jump to my number two, sure, and then we stay good. on course? Yeah, I've got two left. So my number two, ironically, is the song right before my last pick, and it's Young Lust, yeah. the opening track from Pump. feel like that one like it's just a rocker it just comes in strong you know yeah i don't know I, there's just not too much on yeah. that one like that was just like a fucking straightforward rock and roll song sounds kind of big like it's kind of heavy i mean for them you know it was kind of heavier and he just kind of says like young lust blah 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 blah
I don't know. It's almost like if actually worked and was cooler. It wasn't yeah. so fucking silly. So they, I, I don't think know. I want to say I was thinking about this on the way over here. How we were talking about how they've got so many like you know compilations of songs. I think there was one that was actually called Young Lust, the like hits of Aerosmith. I do it was remember like a girl that. Taking off her bra or something. I do remember that. Yeah. So I forgot yeah, it actually was good enough it. to make the title of a yeah. compilation album. I like it. Now it's in my head and I can't get yeah. it out. So I feel like you could just put any lyrics in there and just start the the line with young lust just young lust and then start screaming about something else <laughs> and yeah i don't know yeah it's good times it's probably how they wrote it really man sometimes yeah you just need a good i don't know they had the hooks yeah but then and they had all the hooks on here but i think they went after that they went too far with the ballads yeah well like they saw the paycheck that those ballads brought and they were yeah. like you know what we should do guys I need another Ferrari. We should write another ballad. <laughs> amazing, crazy, crying, amazing. Yeah, <laughs> dude. That, so <laughs> yeah, that skit, <laughs> that Adam Sandler skit. Had you ever seen that before? No, I oh, had not fuck, seen man. that before. I had to look it up because I remembered it so fucking well. I remember when it originally aired, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I think that that was part of the problem for me with those songs. Was like that sketch came out, and it was like, "Oh fuck." It made me realize they are practically all the same song. God damn it. Yeah. This fucking song suck. <laughs> Out of those three songs, I think Crying's the best. Like, that's the one that still fucking holds up. That is actually the only one that would have made my list, too. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, amazing. I didn't even like that yeah. when it came out. Ugh. It was just like, it's amazing. Blah, 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 blah. Whatever the fuck. Who yeah. cares? Like, I don't know. It was just, I don't know what the fuck the point of that song was. Yeah. And crazy, that really just was like a dumb, like not as good version of crying. It was almost like yeah. they wrote crazy and then was like, ah, it's not good enough. Let's rewrite it. And then they wrote crying and was like, fuck, that's really good. Let's put that on the record. And then they were like, well, remember that shit version of crying? Let's just put that on the record too. Nobody's going to know the fucking difference. Dude, you know what? I actually do like one and I think it's a good ballad, but I didn't put it on my list. It was Hole in My Soul. Mm. I'll let you have it. I'm glad it's not on your list. Yeah, so it wasn't on my list, but one that did make my list at number two is was one that I thought you might have said from Just Push Play. So that's where I'm going with this one. Is it going to be jaded? Yeah, it's jaded. Thanks for taking that away from me. Sorry. But I don't know. Edit it out, and then let's start over. So what was it, Andy? (laughs) Oh. No, like I really love STP, and that sounds like it was just an STP song, but then it goes back to the Beatles. It kind of has a Beatlesy thing too. No, I didn't really so, like hate that song, but I didn't. I didn't buy. I didn't like it when it came out, and so I definitely I didn't buy Just Push Play because I liked that song. It was like the leadoff single, and I was like, eh, I don't really like it, but like surely yeah, because re- it doesn't sound like Aerosmith. I was like, surely the rest so, of the album's good. I was wrong fucking painfully very wrong yeah so it's fine it was one of those where i remember seeing them live and they played it and i was kind of like yeah okay i feel like that would actually be boring live though yeah it was it's just not it's fine but not something i want to see live i do love stp and it kind of has a vibe of like you know sour girl or yeah i think it was definitely inspired by the music of its time it was them trying to i think that whole album was them trying to do their take on modern rock, and I think that yeah. was just really part of the problem. So I think they had some stuff that was, you know, less offensive. I mean, I don't even think the title track's that bad. Just push play. It's not. See, I do. I it, think that's. It's bad. just kind of like whatever to me. Yeah. It was just the rest of the fucking album that was really terrible. I mean, Beyond Beautiful was fucking great. Jaded was fine as a single. I mean, I didn't hate it. Maybe it was because it was the MTV era, overplayed. Maybe that's just why I feel the way I feel about it. But Hey, man, it's our podcast. You can rant about whatever you want. That's true. That's true, God damn it. All right, man. Well, actually, wait. 
I started it off. Or no, did you start it? I started it off, yeah. Yeah. I think it's just down to my number one. Yeah, down to my number one. So I got a feeling we're not going to have the same number one, but it'd be fucking crazy if we did. My number one is (laughs) from... Crazy. Not that. Amazing. (laughs) It'd be crazy, amazing, and I'd be fucking crying. Uh, Okay, so Permanent Vacation is your number one from that album? Yeah. Damn. All right, my number one is Hangman's Jury. Is that your number one? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought maybe that'd be crazy. Hey, but we're on the same album, at least. So much But to me, that was always just like, so I mentioned before this song, when I was talking about the St. John song, it was like, I looked at my number one and I saw the title Hangman Jury. And it was just like, I can't, couldn't get it out of my head. I was just like, whoa, boy, don't you lie on the truck. Look at, I mean, just that whole thing is fucking awesome, though. That whole thing is so fucking awesome. Like, they're like, uh, I just loved it, man. When I first listened to that album, that song just was so like what the fuck because this was kind of the first one where i heard like them doing kind of what i mentioned before like this southern swampy blues kind of inspired thing you know and i thought just i remember when it first the first time i listened to it i was almost disappointed that it kicked in and you know fucking went into the rock thing because i almost was like fuck i wish it just would have stayed like just acoustic the whole time you know, now I don't really feel that way, but that was my initial. I used to feel that way with a uh, misunderstood off the Motley Crue Karabi album too. Yeah, I remember first hearing that song, and I was just like, "Damn, I just kind of wish it just never got heavy." You know, like it didn't <laughs> kick in, and I just wish it just would have stayed like an acoustic tune, you know, front to back. I mean, now whatever I've lived with these songs for so many fucking years, it is it just is what it is, and I fucking love them for what they are. But but to me, man, I remember. I think it was the second time I saw Aerosmith they played this. Oh, really? Cool. It was like mid-set, and it was just Steven Tyler and Joe Perry like out in the center. They always have like that catwalk that goes out to a smaller stage, and it was just Joe Perry sitting down playing like on one of those fucking, how do you say it, dulcimer, like the other guitar-ish yeah. instrument. I guess I'm not even sure if I think that's how you say it. I should know that, but I guess it's not really a word I throw around or well, that's the way I would speak say of. It. Yeah, that's how I've always said it. So I mean, I might be wrong. I'm not. I'm usually wrong. But <laughs> so <laughs> it started off with like them just sitting out mid stage doing that. You know, the rest of the band kicks in and they kind of fucking run down the catwalk back to the main stage and everything. And they kicked into something else. I don't think they played the whole song. Hmm. It was a long time ago, so I don't really know. But yeah, always one of my favorites. So from from the modern era, like, there was no fucking question when we first started talking about this. Like, that's my number one pick. And I never second-guessed it. Hmm. So, hand, hands fucking down, number one with a bullet. Well, at least we're in line with Permanent Vacation. But mine's, like, the complete opposite. Like, I've never seen these guys live, so I don't have any cool, like, stories. But um, I did grow up loving Mrs. Doubtfire, though. Oh, Burn out. Burn out. <laughs> Burn out. Do you look like a lady? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. What is actually more annoying? That dude looks like a lady or like... That's probably Harry's favorite song. Don't bring me down. Bruce. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I don't know. What's more annoying? <laughs> I don't hate dude looks like a lady. I think I think that song has charm because if you know the story, which we all do, so I'm not even going to waste my breath, mm. but it's just... It's a funny fucking story. It makes you like the song more. Yeah. Or maybe not. Maybe there's people out there that feel the same way about that as I do. Janie's got a gun. Never want to fucking hear it again, but yeah. to me, dude looks like a lady is 
<laughs> it's the one it's like the love in the elevator off the fucking album off of permanent vacation like it's the one that was played to death but i'm still okay with hearing it you know like i can enjoy it when it comes on it's a to me a weird one to put at number one but i don't know man i love the song and i love how he does like his little scatting like i don't even know how to do it but he's like that has other hair. <laughs> something and it's like i don't know like i'm trying to love think. put me why Two or something disguised and da da da, da. Oh. a body like a Venus or whatever. Yeah. The, da, da, da. And then he's just imagine like, that surprise. He goes yeah. real high there. Yeah. yeah I don't I can't yeah. do it, but No, I, I fuck, I'm not Steven Tyler. It's funny, so. it cracks me up. It's a good like It's a fun know. song and yeah. Yeah, like I said, just what it's about is funny, so some things, man, they don't have to be like epics. They can be just like Fucking cheese. Yeah, cheese so is good. good, man. I ate a lot of cheese yesterday. Yeah. Totally different topic. <laughs> well, man, I think that uh, I think that was a good little run. We didn't line up too much. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, really. our list was pretty. I didn't pretty think diverse. we'd line up at all. So yeah, no, I mean, I didn't know. I didn't know what to think. I it's, thought you might have actually. Well, here's something else. Deuces are wild. I actually did think that we might line up on that. Yeah. One. That like maybe that one. I like me. shut up and dance too. Yeah, I didn't really see us lining up on anything else. Yeah. I also really expected you to have Angel. Overplayed, ballad. People yeah. probably hate it. I don't know. I always dug it. I thought that's you might one. also have like Monkey on My Back. Yeah, you know, that's not one that that wasn't one that was really my favorite off that album. I didn't mind it. I mean I it probably was, could have almost had it. It was fine. Them. It's the, like you said already, the more solid album of that era. I mean, I feel like even like the diehards that shit on that album for being all commercial and whatnot, I think I think if you just took what it takes and Janie's got a gun off of it, people would be like, no, yeah, it is a great song. you know. Mm-hmm. And the other side was like a single too, I guess, and I loved that back in the day, but like there's something about that one now that I just don't. Yeah. That's the one that's like, I feel like Bruce Fairbairn or whatever the dude, like horns were like all over this. And I think of the horns being on that. Yeah. That, I, 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 I take me to the yeah. side. I like, do think the horns kind of ruin that song. Yeah. I mean, or, or maybe they make it and it's just not that good of a song without them. I don't fucking know, but. I loved it back in the day. Now I don't give a fuck to ever. Hear I do it like again. the solo though when it kicks in. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That is. It almost sounds like really erratic. He's or got something. a really cool guitar yeah. solo in it. I mean, there were cool parts, but I'm gonna go fire this. But it ain't up. no da da dude. Looks like a lady. It ain't no. It ain't no Hey guys, thanks for listening. Ba do ba do ba do ba.